Welcome to The GAC Files, a podcast about the people, issues and ideas driving Global Affairs Canada. Bienvenue dans les dossiers d'AMC, un balado sur les personnes, les défis et les idées qui animent Affaires mondiales Canada. And now, introducing your host, Global Affairs Canada's David Morrison. Et maintenant, présentons votre hôte, David Morrison d'Affaires mondiales Canada. Hi, everyone. It's uh, David Morrison. I'm uh, happy to be back to host this episode of the GAC Files podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this first episode of 2022 that will shed light on the excellence and successes of Canadian Black-owned businesses. We're at the beginning of Black History Month, and today we are chatting with two CEOs and business founders, as well as uh, Sarah Wilshaw, our Chief Trade Commissioner. Our guests will share with us their stories of what makes businesses able to expand into new markets and the support that was provided to their businesses by the Trade Commissioner Service. Le Commerce International offre aux entreprises canadiennes l'occasion importante de prospérer et de prendre de l'expansion et beaucoup d'entrepreneurs canadiens peuvent avoir besoin de conseils pour accéder à de nouveaux marchés étrangers. La déléguée commerciale en chef de Canada et son équipe de plus de 1400 experts en affaires, répartis dans plus de 160 bureaux à l'étranger et au Canada, offrent depuis de nombreuses années ce soutien indispensable. À l'occasion de mois de l'histoire des Noirs, nous profitons de cet épisode pour souligner l'excellence et le succès des entreprises canadiennes appartenant à des Noirs et pour connaître leur expérience et la façon dont le service des délégués commerciaux les a aidés à faire grandir leur entreprise. J'ai avec moi deux invités en plus de Sarah, Karim Catherine Goudiam, PDG de Red Dot Digital et de B2B Match, et Diemo Honor, président de Kamit Group Limited, où il est également vice-président à l'ingénierie. Je vous remercie de participer à cette conversation avec moi aujourd'hui. Je suis impatient d'entendre les expériences uniques que vous avez vécues. So, I'll first go to Diemo, who is this morning in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. I think he's normally based uh, in Calgary. Diemo, j'aimerais en savoir plus sur les grands défis de votre parcours en tant qu'entrepreneur et exportateur noir canadien en ce moment. Comment le gouvernement du Canada a aidé votre entreprise à surmonter des défis? Et merci, David. Je pense que le gouvernement du Canada a été l'élément clé, sinon le plus important. Ce que le gouvernement a dû, à travers les Trade Commissioners, nous a permis justement d'avoir l'intelligence du marché. nous a aussi permis de connecter avec les Trade Commissioners locaux 
Euh, par exemple, au Kenya, nous sommes en contact avec le Commissioner du Kenya, en contact avec le Commissioner euh, en Éthiopie. Donc, définitivement, c'était vraiment euh, le relais qu'il fallait justement pour notre compagnie pour pouvoir exporter ces euh, services. Euh, mais le défi qu'on a eu personnellement comme compagnie, c'est... Euh, voilà, on, on a toujours un peu ce petit problème hein, quand on est euh, peut-être de, de la minorité. Euh, c'est qu'il n'y a pas vraiment le, le networking euh, que normalement euh, d'autres personnes devraient avoir. Euh, on ne l'a pas souvent. Donc, des fois, il faut payer pour certains services qu'on pouvait l'offrir nous-mêmes. Donc, des fois, ça, ça coûte extrêmement cher pour des compagnies qui, à part qui sont, euh, dont les propriétés sont, sont, sont euh, des minorités ou moins, si vous voulez. Donc, c'est une des réalités que nous avons. Ça fait que euh, ça nous coûte extrêmement cher d'opérer une compagnie parce qu'il faut justement tout bâtir des arômes que euh, peut-être les parents ou des oncles, tout le monde, aurait pu construire par le passé, donc ça, ça, ça devient un peu difficile. Mais voilà, pour parler spécifiquement de l'export, je pense que le gouvernement du Canada a fait un travail extraordinaire dans ce sens. Super. Et, et qu'est-ce qu que… Pouvez-vous nous parler un tout petit peu de, de votre trajectoire comme entrepreneur? Euh, normalement, je crois que vous êtes à Calgary, aujourd'hui à, à Nairobi. Votre business était international depuis les premières journées ou quoi? Oui, j'ai commencé ma première compagnie. J'avais 19 ans quand j'ai commencé ma première compagnie. Au bout de trois ans, j'ai justement fermé la compagnie pour retourner à l'université, finir mes études d'ingénieur. Et, et, et j'ai repris encore la compagnie il y a dix ans. Euh, parce que euh, j'ai toujours eu l'impression, avec de mon expérience personnelle, euh, que le Canada a beaucoup d'avance euh, par rapport aux pays euh, en voie de développement et qui a beaucoup à transférer de l'autre côté. Euh, alors, on a vraiment bâti euh, notre modèle d'affaires en, en se disant, quatre, trois, cinq ans après la créature de la compagnie, on devrait pouvoir exporter nos services. Donc, ça faisait vraiment partie de notre plan d'affaires depuis le tout début. OK, super. J'aimerais euh, maintenant écouter le, le trajectoire, l'histoire de euh, Karima Catherine, euh, qui uh, goes by Casey. So, Casey, um, maybe you can similarly tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, how you got uh, started and how you've now ended up in the international space. Great. Thank you, David. Visible minority is a very interesting term uh, because in business, I do believe that Black business owners are largely invisible or felt to be um, or made to feel invisible. Um, it is, um, and this is, a little bit of a story of um, extreme in the spectrums. Uh, I'm a tech entrepreneur and I've been in tech for over 20 years. Uh, the other part is I have been in Canada for about 22 years. And I absolutely have to say that not only do I adore um, being a Canadian entrepreneur, um, but also I'm absolutely a fan of uh, what global, uh, you know, services is, is doing, global affairs is doing, absolutely a fan. 
and um, it's been instrumental in my own business. So very quickly, I am the CEO of Red Dot Digital, which is a consulting firm, a digital transformation consulting firm. And from day one, we've been international. Uh, we've had you know, business clients in France, in the UK, in South Africa, uh, in the US. And sometimes our portfolio was way larger outside of Canada than it was within Canada. So I spent a lot of time uh, traveling in different countries. That was part of, uh, you know, that is part of running a service business, and an international one. I spent a lot of time also getting involved in different business associations, networking, um, you know, chamber of commerce, meeting people, getting, you know, the sales cycle for selling services is long by itself. But when you add that it's a small business, it's even longer. So one, one specific trip was significant for me uh, in 2019, um, which I think was cumulative of all my experience. And I was really told, quite frankly, that because my business was small and because it was a service business and selling intangibles, um, I could not be supported. So when I came back, um, I literally transmuted that whole frustration and built what would be my second business, which is uh, matchmaking. Uh, so an algorithm-based matchmaking platform uh, designed specifically, but not only for small and medium businesses around the world to connect with each other, to find partners, to find leads, um, even funding. We're adding more to this ecosystem. Um, it's a little bit like a dating service, but for companies. And we launched three weeks before COVID. Um, we're now present in over 45 countries with huge representation in the US, UK, UAE, and other countries. So how this, the TC services have been instrumental in many, many different ways. I mean, diversity and inclusion is a concept that's baked in uh, the TC services. They understand that. Um, support is undeniable. I mean, but what has made it different for me is one uh, trade mission that I was part of in uh, January 2020. This is when I actually saw the, the full power <laughs> and, uh, of what the TC could do. It was originally a mission for French-speaking women businesses, and uh, I was alerted of that mission by one of my, um, I'm going to say, um, angels, because I did not know this was this was something I could be part of, and that trade mission opened the doors for me to what is now one of my largest partners internationally, which is the International Chamber of Commerce. And Sarah, who's here, um, I invited her to speak at uh, the partnership launch back in April uh, because it made no sense for me that we launched this partnership and there was nobody from the, the government uh, present to represent, um, to be there, almost like, you know, to, 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 to sponsor and champion that partnership. So I hope that answered the question. It sure does. I, I, I'll have uh, Sarah uh, respond in a minute. May... Aussi, Sarah, pouvez-vous m'en dire plus sur la participation des délégués commerciaux à l'aide apportée aux entreprises dirigées par des membres de minorités visibles? De plus, voyons-nous une argumentation du nombre d'entreprises dirigées par des membres de 
de minorités visibles à l'échelle mondiale? Well, Deputy, thank, thanks very much for the for the question. You, you and I talk a lot uh, about the need for for trade diversification, um, and we we also talk about more inclusive trade. Um, and and for the Trade Commissioner Service, the, these things go hand in hand. Um, diversification for us is is about so much more than where businesses export. Um, it's it's really about diversifying what we're exporting how we're exporting and and Casey's a big part of that too when you think about how she you know how she helps uh, exporters to connect and really um, importantly who's exporting um, we've we've been listening and, and we've learned that there are uh, absolutely additional barriers for certain groups to overcome and think about their access to financing networks mentors like uh, DMO mentioned uh, you, you know just to name a few so a, as part of our kind of in inclusive approach we're, we're trying to take steps to deliver services that are are really tailored to the needs of, of black visible minority and indigenous owned businesses with the goal of of helping to increase the propensity of these businesses to export them and, and one of the ways we've done that is to establish champions all across the country who provide very concierge level services in our in our regional offices. En outre, la, la participation à des événements, à des missions commerciales ciblées et des délégations euh, d'entreprises a également été un élément clé des initiatives de SDC visant à soutenir les groupes de commerce inclusifs. Et bien que le COVID-19 ait, ait perturbé la capacité des, des entrepre, euh, entrepreneurs à voyager, euh, même si Diemot à, à Nigeria, <rire> Nigeria euh, aujourd'hui, euh, nous continuons d'offrir les, les opportunités inter-entreprises par des moyens virtuels. So that's kind of a little bit of the outward-facing posture. But it's also really important to mention that inside the TCS, we are very committed to the principles of anti-racism. Um, and we know that representation matters. Et, et je pense aussi uh, uh, à, à nos délégués commerciaux locaux qui sont très, très, très importants dans, dans, uh, dans notre uh, fonction, dans, uh, dans notre service. Ils sont l'élément clé. So we're really conscious that that, uh, that representation is there. We know we can, we know we must do better. We're, um, we're, we're doing the work that, uh, that we need to to get there, I think. Merci. Thank you, Sarah. I, I, I want to ask a, um, the same question, I think, to uh, both of our guests. I'm, I'm very struck by what Casey said about the notion of visible minorities actually feeling uh, invisible. Uh, I, I wonder, um, in the business world at least, and, and I wonder how I'd, I'd like Diemo's uh, comment on that. But um, in terms of the services that uh, Sarah just described, que peuvent faire le SDC et les autres organismes gouvernementaux pour mieux soutenir le parcours des entrepreneurs noirs canadiens? Diemo. You know, it's very hard, uh, honestly, to export our services overseas. It's very expensive very expensive so when when you are in, in canada um you have a challenge you know being being a black entrepreneur you have a challenge when you go overseas you have another challenge being black overseas even if you are let, let's say myself i mean i'm in kenya at the moment in nairobi but uh they still see me as a foreigner and, and then 
people are also confused masking okay you are an entrepreneur um you know they, they'll still have that sense of okay what's all this about uh, you you from canada but anyway they are we have some sort of challenge in both both ways so um the only way an entrepreneur can overcome this from my point of view is really have access to that financial support we can talk about all the theory but at the end of the day if you cannot finance any plan you have you know it, it took our company uh, two years or even three to penetrate the market so uh, we have to be here all the time and and, and as uh, my uh, colleague um, entrepreneurs said recently uh, you know uh, um, when you are small um, they, they tend to you know you know the trade commission which is absolutely maybe a little bit normal I, I'm not sure if you put it that way but they, they have to look into the overall performance when it's come to return on investment for the government. So they may be tend to chase for bigger guys. But when you are small, I understand that they would really want to help you, but there's also that sense of, okay, what's the overall goals for the government? You want to make sure that we have a bigger return, but you are a small entrepreneur, you are, um, you are black entrepreneurs, you don't have enough money, you don't have enough network. You, you, there's so many barriers. Uh, and then you go to the bank, sometimes they ask for collateral, they ask for history, having the family, so many things going around. So you're just wondering, okay, how can I go about this? You know, uh, and, and then really, my opinion, the real way of helping entrepreneur is to give them access to funds, is to give them access to the finance. I apply, we apply for, you know, to uh, the Expo Canada program to support you know, and then we are being rejected twice. Um, and then uh, you, you go to EDC, EDC bring you back to the bank, and the bank bring you back to, you know, you don't have enough, um, you know, enough collateral. You go back to the same point. If you cannot finance it to export your service, there's no way you can make it. As much people want to help you, the trade commissioner will give you all the tender, they will invite you to all the seminar, they will invite you to all this event, but someone has to pay for it. And, and then when you don't have that money, you can't go anywhere. So it's no matter of willing, it's really, you really have to understand that uh, cash in any business is, is key. And as a black entrepreneur, if you don't have access to that cash, you can't go anywhere. So we plan it to, we know we have a plan to move to expand our services. That was about four years ago, we couldn't afford it. Uh, so we have been fortunate during the COVID, um, I don't know, for some reason, our company grew, we were able to raise enough capital to expand our business. Otherwise, we won't be here today. So really the major challenge I'm seeing is not about supporting. You know, I, I would say black entrepreneur, when we decide to get into business, we are very resilient. Just by being through all the challenge we go through since you know, university and, and so on, we already build that resilience. The problem is not there. It, it, it's not about developing that resilience. We already have it. We need the tools. The only tool we can see at the moment is really to have a specific program. They have been set up a program recently saying that they want to give some fund to, you know, to black entrepreneurs, but those funds are mostly for startup. But when you look at company of our size, um, you know, 250,000 won't make a big difference at, at this point of our business. So right. you really need to have access to capital in any way. We just have to have a program, a real program, 
with uh, you know with very path forward either through EDC or through uh, Export Canada to have some sort of specific items. You know, if you're black entrepreneur, you have some preference. I, I will say, but I, you know, so that would be my opinion. To be honest, it, it, the Trade Commissioner they have done it. They have honestly, I, I, I would say I'm grateful. I'm grateful. The Trade Commissioner they they have been nothing other than being great with me with our company. All the time available, you need them, but at the same time, they can give you all the tools. But if you don't have the money, well, you can't go anywhere. Thank you. So, um, uh, no lack of will, no lack of resilience, but some structural uh, barriers, including access to capital and some very interesting commentary on size. Uh, and and um, I'm, I'm not certain our Minister of International Trade, who's also Minister of Small Business, would uh, she, she would certainly take note of, of what you just said. Casey, do you agree with that analysis? So the, the runaround that DMO is talking about is heartbreaking because I live it every single day. Uh, what kind of put me in a slightly different category is I went from selling services to building a tech business, which seems to make a difference in this world. But um, I've had very interesting conversation with EDC uh, and the other ones where I ended up saying, I'm done with your mentorship and you know the coaching. I don't need that. I, I need funds. I need money. And I'm not doing it for free. Um, so <laughs> uh, the other thing is intersectionality is very real. Um, you know, I'll speak for women, I'll speak for black women, I'll speak for French black women, I'll speak for different slices of what I represent. Um, we need representation. And, uh, and, I, and I would agree with Demo with as much as the TC services have been amazing from a support and listening side, um, we need capital to to export. It costs money. Sometimes it costs money, and the return is not going to happen in one year. It's going to take two, three, four, five years to be able to establish your presence. The other thing is there seems to be um, a perception that you land in a country and that's it. People are going to open the door for you, and you're just going to sign a contract. Absolutely not. Uh, even in countries like the UK, which have very very similar culture than Canada, they're not as welcoming as, you know, as we would like them to be. Uh, it took me three years to establish a meaningful relationship that are, that have provided return. And, and also, yes, um, there's an overall, TCs have to go to, you know, with the big fishes, because that's probably where the return on investment is going to happen. Therefore, smaller businesses are not really regarded as priority, and it does take resilience. It takes us to be louder. It takes us, you know, to, uh, just to 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 get attention. And it's a lot of effort when you also have to run businesses, right? I think one thing that I would say just to to complement what Demo covered uh, in his part is we need um, to to have two things that are very specific. One is sponsorship and opening doors for us. Opening a door for me was transformational in my business because I came with the flag of Canada and the embassy and the high commission there. So all the 
objections or all the oh is she for real or you know is she going to to you know to scam us or whatever that was done because i came with credibility and the other thing that is important is um we need to also and that's bigger than the tc services we need to think about uh providing transformational contracts for black owned businesses not everybody's want to be handed out loans and grants uh we also want to be part of the supply chain and that's a bigger conversation. Uh, merci, uh, merci beaucoup. Um, Sarah, some good words of support and praise for the Trade Commissioner Service, but also some very candid words about the structural barriers that remain. So um, I'll throw it to you for the for the final word and wrap up. Yeah, thanks, David, and uh, and and thanks, of course, to to Casey and and Demo as well. Uh, je pense que Demo et, et Casey ont décrit uh, très clairement les défis auxquels ils devaient faire face tout au long de leur chemin de carrière. Uh, so, you know, really, uh, and we've heard this, uh, and we're hearing this regularly. Um, unique barriers, uh, certainly the access to capital, um, large contracts, buyers, talent networks, um, mentorship, and and so on, as well as this sort of different cost-benefit equation between entrepreneurship and and uh, and unpaid care for for Black women, social psychological issues. There's a there's a lot there to unpack for sure. One of the things that that we're trying to do now um, is is work across the portfolio partners. So all of those folks that uh, that were mentioned: EDC, Export Development Canada, CCC, Business Development Canada, the uh, BDC. I said um, all the, it's a bit of alphabet soup, but it's all the players in this space who who are part of what we call the business economic uh, trade and, and recovery team or better. And we're trying to sort of follow the journey and make sure that those gaps um, are uh, you know reduced and and that the journey is as smooth as possible for our entrepreneurs. So that's definitely one way in which I, I think we're trying to to get to um, these things that that we're we're hearing about um, and and try to solve those problems. So let me also um, just say for our listeners, if you have not worked with the Trade Commissioner Service, please please go to tradecommissioner.gc.ca um, and click contact a trade commissioner, uh, come and find us and, and we will do all that we can to help. But uh, but there's certainly a lot to think about here and and much more that that we can be doing. Um, so we'll, we're, we're going to continue to work on that. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Diemo. And until next time, listeners, thanks very much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to you joining us for future episodes of The GAC Files. Merci d'avoir écouté le balado, et nous espérons que vous vous joindrez à nous pour les épisodes futurs des dossiers d'AMC.